Hello and welcome to the Thrive For You Besties podcast. I am your bestie, Carolina. And through these episodes, you will meet some of my besties who helped inspire me and uplift me in the moments where I needed it the most. And so hopefully we develop a community where we all help each other, share our stories, and you know, just have some fun and feel our best, which is the most important thing. Let's get started. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? Girl, don't act like you haven't been with me all day. (laughs) It was like a nervous uh, banter that came to my mind. So, you guys, we just got back from going to the Ice Blocks. If you're from Sacramento, you know, it's like that really cute spot with like the little boutiques of the stuff I can't afford. $128 sweater. (laughs) We got some Phil's coffee to look normal, even though we went in sweatpants and slippers. Fuck it. So anyways, here we were at the Ice Blocks getting information on what, Sabrina? Fuckboy stories. So in order to get people to work with us, we promised that Sabrina would come on here and tell everybody her shit. I was actually really shocked um, because one of the girls we spoke to, uh, her story mirrored mine. And it was the biggest story I've ever told any girl that, you know, when you're going out with new friends and you're talking about all those guys who did you wrong, it's just the number one story that my friends would be like, you have to tell them about the Texas guy. Little did I know a girl went through the same thing that I did. And so here's the story. Who is Mr. (laughs) Texas guy? He who will not be named. He was in the Air Force and I had met him when he came down to Stockton to visit his family. We met on, um, this is a long time ago, when Tinder first came out, okay? I know, all the thoughts about Tinder. And if you didn't know, here it is. Yeah. (laughs) So Tinder first came out. It wasn't just about sex when it first came out. It was the first dating app. So anyways, he came from Stockton and uh, we met up in Lodi for a movie. Never really actually saw the movie. Uh, We ended up talking the whole time in the parking lot. We wanted to get to know each other more. Okay, but do you mean like actually or... I don't know if you guys have ever been on a date like this or maybe it's just me. You don't make it through the movie, but because you're like making out or whatever but you meant like talking no we actually talked nothing physical happened besides a kiss on the lips so he went back to texas and um he wanted me to come out so he first bought my plane ticket and then we went dutch on the hotel stay when i got there he was like prince charming so amazing he talked about wanting to do long term but he was um, being deployed so we stayed in contact three months later i flew back to texas but this time was a little bit different he wanted me to buy my own plane ticket because he quote unquote could not afford it Which we all love a supportive girl, okay? Like, sure. However, if I'm going to pay for my own plane ticket because you can't afford it, okay, when you like someone, maybe, yeah, okay, there's nothing wrong with her paying for her fucking plane ticket. It's what happens after that. So I get there and he picks me up and um, the first meal is on me. And then I get inside his apartment finally and I'm like, what the hell? hell of a tornado blew up in this place and I'm not a super clean freak but when I can see like visible like dust bunnies of hair from your dog in the corner my socks are now black I go into the bedroom and your sheets are black first of all they smell like they haven't been washed in three months 
and there's visible stains on them. I think it was probably more than three months. <laughs> I know people who don't change their sheets, and anyway, if there was a smell, it was probably more than that. <laughs> so I get there, and I find out that he's working knock shift the whole time I'm staying there for the week. And he's expecting me to stay up the whole knock shift with him. So um, for those of you who don't know what a knock shift is, they start their shift at 8 and they end at 8. Anyways, long story short, the guy made me buy my own toilet paper. He did not want to go out and buy his own. He said if I wanted toilet paper, that I had to go buy my own. And if I wanted my own food, I had to go get my own food. So he took me to Walmart and I bought my own toilet paper and my food for that week. And I ended up cleaning up his entire house and the dishwasher because the utensils that I needed to use to eat my food had not been washed for weeks to the point where they were sticking inside the dishwasher. So as a true bestie, I definitely got a FaceTime call and we did a full tour of this guy's house. Not even a child I think would live like that. The, the, it was disgusting. But also I distinctly remember this moment where she, I think she bought like Subway or something or like he had promised you like a meal with you. Steak, Matthew McConaughey's um, steakhouse. Yeah, okay, so this bitch ended up eating Subway <laughs> And I, had, I think I like walk to get it. Yeah, it's like what the? Oh hell no! Oh, and then um, there was this burger joint he had promised you too. That's like only in Texas. What a burger! What a what a booger he was. <laughs> yeah, I ended up um, getting a uh, wiener snitchel instead, so that was great. Yeah. Little did I know he was actually um, Snapchatting his actual wife now. So once I left from Texas, they flew out to Florida two days later, and it took a month, and then he proposed to her. I guess we know why he couldn't afford the plane ticket now. He had to buy a ring. <laughs> God. To each their own, baby girl. <laughs> this man. Do you guys think this is fuckboy behavior or nah? Should we look it up? I know we, we were like, what the fuck does a fuckboy mean? Let's Do you want to regular Google it and I'll urban dictionary it? Sure. Google Google says, I would ask Siri, but she um, never fucking listens. A fuckboy is that guy, the one who doesn't respect women but relies on them heavily. He's distant, doesn't care about other people's time, and won't commit. He's self-absorbed, does stupid things, and fucks with others' emotions. <laughs> that was from dictionary.com, so... Sounds like a true definition. This one says, A boy who plays with girls' feelings and doesn't really like them and would do, do anything and say anything to for the girl to hear to have sex with them or get something that they want. Fuck boys know what girls want to hear. They hurt so many. Oh my gosh. Baby girl story where a homeboy straight up told her on the first night that he really liked her and that he wanted to have her babies. Okay, on the first night, actually, it was last year, this day, like, not this day, on the 31st of October, um, he, <laughs> we did hook up on the first night, we went out, we went out to, like, this place, I forgot what it's called, it's here in Sac. he hooked up with, he hooked up with a hotel where he was staying at, because he's in the National Guard. Okay. Um, and he was, uh, fighting the fires at that time. Oh, okay. And, um, he was already telling me he liked me, that he wanted to have babies with me, and I was just like, what? I was like, that's too fast. But we did hook up, but I was just like, okay, I'm not even gonna, you know. And he did stay with me a couple of days before he, because he didn't live here, he lived in LA. Um, 
so he went back after a couple of days. He stayed with me. I did end up flying over there because I was stupid. <laughs> I flew what happened there. when you went over there? It was like maybe like a month, like maybe not a month, like maybe 20 days after like the first that, time you saw him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're stupid. <laughs> like us girls, like you know, he got a hotel for us. I paid for the hotel the second night because he didn't. I don't know. He didn't want to pay for it or whatever. I didn't tell you that. <laughs> But Best I, ended up, I ended up paying for it. I paid for my own ticket too. Which is, I feel like, I don't know, like he wanted me to go see him, so right. I he should have paid for my ticket. I feel like it was only. Well, also to he do. told you originally, right, how much he liked you, so maybe you thought that this was like gonna pay off somehow. Yeah, right? like he, I don't know, like it was gonna be something. But when you we were supposed to see him for New Year's, you bought your plane ticket. I bought my plane ticket to go again. see him the, again. The third the, time. The third time. He ended up canceling on me, saying that maybe I shouldn't come over because uh, he was going to spend time with his family. So I totally get it, you know? But he should have told me this before. We had already planned it that right. I was going to go see him again. But no, he told me, like, very last minute. And my flight, I couldn't cancel it. I couldn't get my, my money back. So I was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do now? Sorry. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do now? It's like, I didn't get my money back and I didn't get a refund. And I was just, like, so annoyed. I ended up ending things just because I felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere. And I felt like I was putting too much effort into it. And I think this guy just wanted to have sex with me. So I was just like, fuck this. I'm not going to do this anymore. It's so stupid. There are so many guys that would want to have sex with you here that are not going to make you pay a flight ticket. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've had my fucking experiences with that. There was this one dude that I talked to a long time ago. Like every time that we would see each other, he'd always be like, and you're just so beautiful. And like, who the fuck talks like that? But also, anyway, my toxic trait. <laughs> Thank you for calling me beautiful. Yes, I need. I eventually learned how to take a compliment. But it was just too much. Like, he was like, first of all, dude, like, you're fucking with my head. Obviously, I had to learn the hard way how to, like, love myself. Because this asshole was, like, manipulating the situation or manipulating me to tell me what he thought that I wanted to hear so that I would then be more willing to give him what he wants. Mm-hmm. The kitty. Here is the same guy and his response when I told him to send me a fuckboy story. He said, meet me again so we can continue the story. I said, I know my miss. Bye. He said, I still like you though. That was a very fuckboy thing to say. Okay, Sabrina, so we made a little list of the fuckboy. <laughs> it's so sad, truly. It's it's so sad that like this is even a thing. And we can laugh about it, but this is like an actual problem. And so I think like the one of the most important ways to just have like a healthier dating experience is to know yourself and a lot of these fuckboy quote unquote behaviors. Um, we can actually prevent because like we can't stop someone, we can't control someone from acting this way, but I think that we can control what we're willing to accept. So hit us with number two. (laughs) I wanted to add on to that real quick too. Um, I think with dating comes looking back on yourself too and like the red flags that you did see, but you chose not to see and Dating as long as I've had, I realized that the guys I let into my life, they gave me something that I wasn't giving myself. And so now I'm working towards whatever I want, I'm going to give myself. So then I'm not leaving an opening to where 
where I was in the past and younger, these guys gave me a little ounce of attention or something that I wanted, like flowers. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he really likes me. But really he was just, again, with what the definition said, giving and saying things that they thought I wanted or to hear so they could get what they wanted. So anyways, number two. Bye. Okay, thought that you hate Hinge, but I'm not on any dating apps anymore, but I actually really liked Hinge because I felt like it gave both people an equal playing level to open up a conversation, whereas other platforms, it was solely just on the women. And that's great for some people, but I feel like I shouldn't always have to initiate the conversation. So that's why I like Tinge. Mm, good point. Also, Bumble was definitely not for me because I yeah, do not yeah. like to start a conversation. Same. I like to be approached. Yeah, tell me what you're interested in about me. Like, what, what do you... What on my profile interests you besides my looks? Because I'm not dating for superficial things. I actually want to build a connection with you. Yeah. Um, I don't even know why I downloaded Bumble, honestly. Because, like, my shit would always expire because I just, like, didn't want to message them. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, get off Bumble. I don't know why I did that. Anyway, so that was my uh, little two cents. So, like, it was on Bumble. And I, like... For me, I like to meet people as soon as possible, so I asked for their number. He gave it to me. I didn't text him until, like, almost a full 24 hours later. And so, like, he had ample time, right? So I send a selfie, and I go, hey, it's my name. And he sends me a question mark, and I go, from Bumble, LMAO. And he goes, who? And I say, never mind, LOL, don't worry about it. He goes, this is my name, yes? And then he calls me because I didn't respond. And he's like, hey, is this blah, blah? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, and you texted me, and I'm like, yeah, but, like, I probably got the wrong number. It's okay. Bye. Like, have a good day. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, trying to like, give myself an out. And he goes, he texts me, and he goes, I'm confused. Did you just say your name, and then that it's the wrong number? After I called the number that texted me, I meant I probably got the number wrong. No worries. Have a good day. And he goes, again, that makes no sense besides typing words for no specific intention. Oh. You asked for my number. You then texted me. I'm not sure how that equates to having a wrong number. You're a university student at Davis, yes? Also, why send that photo? Also, if this is for uh, my name, my message was for Franny. It was an accidental like. But this is still weird coming from a claimed UC Davis student. And I send one text that just says, LOL. To be transparent, it was a polite excuse to end the conversation. Not very deep. Yes, I go to Davis. I attach a picture of me so people know it's actually me. No worries, man. Hope you have a good day. Yeah, because, like, why would you say, like, who? It gets worse. <laughs> Girl, don't worry. It gets worse. <laughs> I mean, one, not transparent. Stop the creepy gaslighting. An overweight Asian asks immediately for phone number just to lead to this weird behavior. And I recognize your profile. You aren't a UC Davis student. But fair enough. Again, I wasn't the one who asked for a phone number arbitrarily. Nor the, did I then text message that create an introduction. Nor do I need to lie about being a UC Davis student. Right. And all I say is, LMFAO. Okay. <laughs> and he goes, you can say LMFAO, but everything I just stated is accurate. Keep up. The issue now is that you violated Bumble policy. And I say, I say, it wasn't, but if it helps you, sure. And he says, and now I have to change my number. I mean, again, I know your profile is listed the same. Usually I decline, but then you ask immediately for my number and message me before I ever respond to you. Explain how that isn't creepy, let alone the fake claim to UC Davis. He takes a two minute break. 
<laughs> Never the narration. <laughs> Never mind. Why am I discussing this with a creepy, overweight Asian girl? Oh, because now I have to change my damn number because this is creepy. Another two-minute break. At least I have your number so I can warn other UC Davis students of your fake, creepy profile. And I'm like, my brother in Christ, you gave me your phone number. <laughs> Why did he give his number out in the first place? It's not like but, but you were trying him. to not talk to him, I know. which makes it not necessary to change his number. The whole time, I'm like, hey, have a good day. And he's like, you're fat. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But you swiped right. Hers was terrible. I like to go to like the bar by myself in like our little college town and I just play darts and there was this one brave soul who got the courage to come and flirt with me and Aww. he proceeded to like allude to my skin as like chocolate the whole conversation. Oh my god. And so I thought to record this interaction <gasps> between no. person. The receipts are crazy. It was insane. Hold on, let me see. What? I am white chocolate, you're dark chocolate. I'm white chocolate and you're I'm white chocolate. chocolate. Have you been drinking a lot? Did you just compare me to food and then put wood on me? You think I'm dead? I feel like that's what's happening. You just called me chocolate. I like chocolate. Oh. <laughs> you said I didn't call you chocolate. I called you dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I like chocolate. <laughs> so what happened after that? Oh, after that, I definitely went to the bathroom and pretended, asked some girls to pretend to be my friend so I could get out walk of it. Because he proceeded to like, he was like, do you want a challenger in darts? And I was like, not really. And then he sat his drink down next to mine and it's like, you could hear the ice clinking. And I was like, oh, we're going to be here for a while if I don't get a way out. <laughs> yeah. And so I just went to the bathroom to go like watch my things after I like made it very adamantly clear I didn't want him to be there and he just wasn't leaving. And so these nice girls came out and they were just like, oh, hey, like, it's nice to see you. And I said, yeah, my friends are here. Like, I'm going home. And so, like, I left. Wow. Also, like, what a good exit strategy because, like, I think that there are a lot of, like, creepy people sometimes at bars that take advantage when they yeah. see, like, and a girl. And they don't know boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Baby girl who is dope enough to go to the bar by herself yes. and play darts. Okay. Shout out. I just think that that's the coolest thing. My fuck around and go out by myself and play darts. First, I got to learn how to play darts. I can teach you. Okay, cool. But anyway, can you believe that this guy approached her this way? The fucking nerve of this guy to try and tell someone, like, where the fuck they went to school. First of all, dude, like... Get over yourself. <laughs> like, just straight get over yourself. I can't... You gave her her, your number, and then just straight, her friend said the most perfect word to describe him, feral. He's so worried about getting a new number as if she's going to continue to text him. Like, boy, she tried to avoid texting you. Like, she, she literally that. tried to stop talking to you, and you kept texting her. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of hurt boys. Oh, no. Let's hear out um, Mr. Sir's um, experience and his feedback on dating. What is your worst dating experience? Or um, it could be something that you did or something that someone did to you. Okay. I did a lot of things. <laughs> okay. But yeah. I, I mean, worst dating experience is not... It, it's just kind of all over the board. I think that the, the dating now is everybody's like, what can I get? out of it rather than what can I give mm. and then focusing on the people that they want to get to know 
rather than just like writing them off because I moved actually from Sacramento to San Francisco and everybody next to each other super quick. So when you do that, you don't get a chance to actually build up. And so what happens is that since everybody's moving on to the next best thing, quote unquote, um, you don't actually invest in the person and try to figure them out. So um, you start behaving that way. You're just trying to see like how far you can take it. And then you also are kind of one foot in, one foot out type of thing. Um, and then also people tend to not really um, treat each other that well. And so I find that a lot of women will like play games and then they'll just say, oh, I'm not really like looking for a relationship right now or I'm not uh, trying to do this or that or they'll be super flaky or they won't commit to dates in the beginning. And so essentially uh, that modifies my behavior to just be like, okay, well, you either are into me or not. So there has to be high level of interest. Uh, and so and then the effort makes it to where I'm like, well, come to my neighborhood, right? Not the other way around. I'm not going to... I do put in the effort sometimes uh, if I feel like, you know, it's... Uh, if they're really interested in me, but... Other- what what does that look like, like, when you... For them to get you to feel like they're interested? It's all body language, um, and... This is know, when you're on the date? No, this is uh, when you're... So it, it can be tricky because when you're first like meeting up with them, you can have some good chemistry and everything like that. And so you can tell when a, when a woman's into you and kind of like to what level. Um, and so if it reaches a certain threshold, then you're just like, okay, she's into me. You can set up a date. And even then you have to be uh, particular about the way that you chase. So you just, you know, talk and then you, you have to more so do logistics to meet them up with the date. And then that's when you get to know them. But uh, for example, I had a, had a great connection with the woman and then I saw her another time and then I asked her out and then she's like I'm just not ready to date and I feel like um, I made a mistake of not not actually putting in some time to talk to her because I thought it was more like oh we'll get to know each other on the date and then she kind of like uh, fizzled out a little bit yeah so or, or you know sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming because you're just like sometimes if it's like a little too good of the chemistry then they get scared then they're like oh this might be um you know bleep, bleep boy status i don't know if they can you know, <laughs> did um did your dating experience change in the in san francisco as to here or oh, is it like the yeah. same so the difference was that in san francisco you can actually date over here you know they say there's plenty of fish all the fish are hiding in sack so the, the dating was uh you know few and far between uh, but they also was, next quickly no, I think in SAC it's, it's, uh, it's not as much, but also there's not as much dating. So there's a lot of more dating opportunities in San Francisco, in the Bay Area. Um, and there's a lot of different ways of meeting people. And also it's more densely populated. So you can actually go out and then you can talk to people. And the vibe is way better in person than it is like online. So online there's a specific, um, you know, demographic uh that's uh that does better online so basically you have to be super photogenic so hire like a really good photographer to do your dating stuff yeah um so you know i mean that's always the suggestion so so you really have to come across as as uh fun and you know bringing in the adventure and everything like that and if it's um and, and so that that's really what can attract the woman um so it's really hit or miss because every person is looking for something different and then sometimes it's just like it's just a vibe checks you mentioned that um when people are flaky and stuff sometimes it's made you change the way that you have your approach or like the way that you go into dating is there an experience in particular that what happened that like made you feel that way so in terms of flakiness yeah is there any like one person in particular that you had a specific experience with where like it fizzled out and then you like well um, i mean i can't think of her because she's not important 
Okay, so I definitely thought that this was like one of my best friend's experience. And I'm like, immediately I sent her a memo and I was like, dude, remember that guy that got all like butthurt when you like try to confirm the date? And then here's what she said. Well, he that night he got mad because um, I didn't want to go to the fucking drive-ins. And he had well, we'll get those fucking drive-ins. And I was like, I don't want to go to the drive-ins. Not only that, we had said that we were going to go out, like, between 6.30 and 7. He didn't hit me up till 9. And that's when I was, like, I was telling you guys, like, it's hella fucking late. What the fuck? Yeah, still a third go that he wanted to go to the fucking drive-ins when we had said we could do drinks. So we all know what fucking drive-ins means when you're first time meeting. So, yeah. Well, if it was him, how awkward. But fuck him. And every fucking fuckboy out there who thinks that they can outfuck us. I will say, though, I did agree with one point that he mentioned in there is that now with the dating apps, especially with COVID, we weren't allowed to go out. It's made the dating scene way harder. And that when you do have the apps um, of dating, it's just so easy to keep swiping because you think you can find better out there. So these fuckboys are just like messing with our heads, getting what they want from each and every girl. Whereas, like, girls are, are usually more so, and I'm not saying all of them because there are some fuck girls out there, let's be honest. Um, but for the most part, the girls that we did meet, they do want something real and a connection. And it's hard to, like, what he said is um, be forward in a sense because you don't want to come off easy to get because you've always been taught to play that cat and mouse game. And when you finally feel like you made a real connection, you did one thing wrong in their eyes, but nothing wrong that you actually did, but they're on to the next. Yeah, I guess, like, we do, as a society, have a habit of, like, generalizing things. So I think, like, and I'll insert this voice memo that I thought was, like, really important, but um, first let's get through this point, is, like, as a society, we generalize things. And we also kind of put people in this bubble. And um, I just think like we need to be more honest with ourselves about the things that we need for ourselves in the person that we're going to date. And so like if you want to just like go online and like date to hook up, that's one thing. But if you're like actually trying to like get to know people to be potentially with somebody, I think you have to first like look in the mirror and like know, okay, what qualities do I like about myself? What qualities do I want to have like in the person that I want to be with? And then like seek that out, right? And like don't write people off right away. Definitely give people a chance. And if you notice that there's some things that do not align with the person that you want, okay, yeah, you can move on respectfully. But don't just like cut people off right away because they said like one thing. I think that like there was one um, really good point that he made when he was talking about how that one girl like stood him up, right? And mm -hmm. it's like that was really like interesting to me because on the other side, I that's why I love that we got different people's perspectives is on the other side of that, I have some friends that are like anxious about flakers. And so for somebody who typically gets flaked on, Mm -hmm. Or just doesn't like to commit to a plan until she knows for sure that it's, like, a set. Like, I'm somebody that requires um, 
just to no interest. And so like if you're not texting me for like a few days before our set time and date, that's not normal for me, especially in a in a time where everyone's always on their phone. So it's like, how do I know that you're not gonna flake? It would be nice to confirm <laughs> at least the day of. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, and you know this about me because I even do it with my friends. If I make a plan with you, I'm texting you the day before like, hey, are we still on for this day and time? Because I do get anxious about being stood up because I've been flaked on so many times by either a friend or a romantic partner. So I kind of understood the other half of his story that he was saying when the girl thought that the plans weren't set anymore. Yeah, because homeboy, if you're not messaging her two days prior to it, I'm going to think we're not going on a date anymore. Because if you were interested in me, you would have already confirmed. And that brings us to the other point that he made. It was almost contradicting. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's true. If a guy wants to talk to you, he will. And he said that. Yeah. So I'm like, you contradicted yourself because you obviously weren't into her. So I get it that you thought that you guys would get to know each other in person. In person. But I also think that, like, again, with the open communication, um, you don't have to keep getting to know each other, but definitely, like, a check in to stay relevant. At the end of the day, like, regardless, right? Like, if you were already in a relationship, you're going to check in on each other. So I didn't really understand that. Um, And if he was going to be unavailable for that time period, then he could have just, like, said so. Yeah, rescheduled the time or... Hey, I would be curious to know, like, boy, receipts, okay? Like, were were you talking to other girls in that meantime, though? Yeah, and, you know, it was actually funny, um, a lot of, well, not funny, um, but I thought it was amazing how many people have receipts of the shit they had to go through. Um, He had no receipts. (laughs) But his homeboy, very proudly, he was the guy who a girl was willing to drive an hour for. (laughs) Okay. Insert major eye roll. (laughs) Okay, but now let's talk about when guys pretend to be your friend. That's also a thing that fuckboys do. Like for me recently, I actually it happens to me often where they basically resuscitate from God knows where. And it's just like, bro, I thought you were like deceased. It's almost like more offensive, at least for me, that was my experience. I've had somebody who has said that he's my friend. And then uh, we talked about this at dinner and it was like, dude, what the fuck? Like you, I have a big heart and I was able to like move forward. I'm not romantically interested in you. And I just, I believe that we can carry a friendship and then you want to start acting out of pocket. It's offensive to me because it's like, dude, like zero respect for me. I respect myself. I know that I'm a kick-ass friend. And if you really wanted this beauty of a soul in your life as a friend, then for you to just like lower me down to just a body that you would like still try to have sex with. Um, I don't know if it's just us like thinking that men could be that deep, but yeah. It's insulting, it's offensive, because you can't tell me that you're my friend and respect me as a friend, and then, like, reduce me down to just, like, somebody that you still are going to just try to hook up with. Because then it's, like, fake. At what point, like, did you mean any of it? Exactly. 
And I feel like now, like, growing so much from all those fuckboy experiences and you're letting in someone who hurt you because they're they're saying that you're, they're your friend and they want the best for you and they're telling you, hey, like, look out for these guys. Like, these guys are the assholes, but I'm not the asshole. I'm your friend. But then you're going to send me a text like, hey, let's bang. And you're like, wait, what? I don't bang my friends. What are you talking about? So we're not really friends? You're still trying to do the fuckboy. Um, there's a good word for it that my cousin used to say, um, fuckboy hybrid, to where... <laughs> They literally do not act like a fuckboy at all. They act like they're your friend. They want the best for you. But then they see that another guy hurt you and they're like, hey, let me go ahead and slide in and see if I can get anywhere with this. Another thing that happens sometimes, it's like, it's just confusing. Like, listen, like the guy said, if he wants you, he's going to make sure that that happens. And uh, maybe later on, like he made it clear that he wanted her, but like, I can see how that would be confusing. And I think something that people end up in often is like situationships, right? Where you like basically have a relationship, but like whichever person is in control of it just like makes it not an official relationship because they still want the out. So then it's like, okay, so you want a relationship, but you just don't want a relationship with me. Right. And that's okay. I think, like, something that we can learn from all this is, like, if you're in the dating world, don't take everything personal. Because if you stop taking everything personal, you'll start seeing things for what they are. Like, really seeing things for what they are. Okay, like, this guy is telling me that he wants to have my babies and have a life with me and he really likes me. And it's day one that we met. I'm a catch. I'm a phenomenal person, and I say that not with arrogance, but with confidence. However, red flag, because he doesn't know me yet. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, if you can trust someone that you just met today enough to get that attached, then one, you're fucking lying, or two, you don't value yourself enough to like get to actually know me before you can actually tell me that and mean it. So anyway, it's kind of like a red flag. And if we just stop taking everything personal, then we'll be able to really see things clearly. Or I don't know, what what, what is your takeaway from like today's experiment? I think that sometimes we need to take a step back from dating because I feel like it's just so fast paced sometimes. Like so many people are talking to like five people at the same time. That's just the reality of it. It, especially if you're on a dating app. I mean, how many messages are, are going off? Either you gave them your number or your hinge um, notifications are popping off. And we get sucked into the superficialness of it, of, oh my God, this guy's hot. Um, his pictures are a big turn on for me because he seems like he has all the same interests in me and he's saying all the right things. So I feel like I can just give my all and it's like, like, right. why are you jumping in so fast? You barely even know this guy. Yeah, so, like, slow down, get to know get to know them, and allow them to get to know you so long as you see that they're actually showing interest. And so I don't think that the guy, um, you know, was completely wrong by saying, like, they do feed off of your energy, mm-hmm. but also don't give more energy than you see. So they're always going to reciprocate if they're interested. And I think the advice you just gave me yesterday when I was talking to you, when I was like, 
well, I'm opening this up for communication because you gave me that advice to do so. And I'm like, well, what if this? What if this? And you're like, why do you care? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just let yourself be who you are and let him get to know you? And if he likes you, great. But if not, okay, good riddance. Bye. That's good for you. But don't keep playing into the what ifs and what could be. You need to focus on the now. And um, first of all, you already know that you're a great person. You've lived with yourself for how long you've been here on this earth. But what about him? Is he worthy for you to even be giving your time? I mean, all our time is valuable. We, we work. We want our time off to be around those people that love us and actually know us. So why does that change when we're trying to date someone or get to know someone? And, and that's what I'm learning is like, I know my worth. I'm going to times it by two. Mm-hmm. It's not as gloomy as we think. There are some good guys out there. Some interesting perspective that I got. Hey, listen, it's not all looks. Some, if you are somebody who is passionate about being a dreamer, if you're somebody who's career driven, then hey, maybe you need somebody in your life or you want somebody in your life who you find that attractive. Like I think intelligence is so attractive and I think like somebody who has drive and ambition is so attractive. And when I learned that, I started paying attention to that. So, hey, if you're a complacent person, that's totally okay. That's just not my vibe. And that's okay. It just shows me, like, I have to be honest with myself. You know what? Like, this is not somebody that I can actually have a life with and build a life with because that doesn't align with me. I know what I want. I know what I have to offer. And, like, now I know to receive what I want. And that's why you do communicate with people and let them know what you want and they are going to let you know what they want with communication is that the whole reason why you don't want to rush things is because you want to have open communication with them and you know what that's something that people just don't do is like people don't have open communication i remember when i was dating um my boyfriend when we were first getting to know each other, like that was one of the things I purposely said the words like, oh, I I really like how we're getting to know each other. I really like, and I'm excited to continue to get to know each other. Instead of saying like, I want you and I want to be with you. I wasn't sure yet, but I will give him the credit of like, I really like where we're at. Mm-hmm. And I really like to continue to get to know you because trust is earned. It's not given and then lost. I believe that trust should be earned because you don't immediately have friends. You have acquaintances and then they become your friend. And a boyfriend should be your friend. And before they can be your friend, (laughs) they have to be your acquaintance and you have to get to know each other. So for whatever reason, we rush. But it's like, how do you even know that you want to be with this person if you don't even really know them yet? And that's why you talk and you get to know them and you see if they complement your life and what you want. Absolutely. So go out, get your life the way you want to get it, and the right person will complement you. Self-love is the best love. Everything else comes after. So bye. Bye.